0: And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. vs. China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Telomeres are the new cholesterol. Now what? By Gerald Marzorati. I'm a bit concerned about your telomeres, the doctor told me evenly, Telomeres are the cap-like segments at the ends of the strands of DNA that make up your chromosomes. Think of the plastic aglets at the ends of a shoelace. And some of mine, he could see, were not as long as he would have liked them to be. Fifteen years ago, geneticists at the University of Utah published the results of a small test with the following finding. People older than 60 with short telomeres were three times more likely to die from heart disease and eight times more likely to die from infectious disease. It's complicated, but essentially, shorter telomeres make it more difficult for your cells to split and replicate, which can lead to diseased tissue, which, in turn, can lead to all manner of health problems. Other researchers have cautioned that larger longitudinal studies are necessary before telomere length can be firmly established as a key indicator of aging, Still, at the edge of modern medicine where the doctor I was seeing, Joseph Raphael, practices the length of your telomeres has become a key indicator, or what he calls a biomarker, of how well you're aging. Raphael talks of telomeres as a sort of biological 401k, molecular-level security with which to fend off the health challenges of getting old. Raphael hadn't literally seen those telomeres of mine... What he'd seen were the results of blood work carried out by a lab called Repeat Diagnostics in Vancouver, British Columbia, which has become a leader in the burgeoning field of telomere diagnostics. Burgeoning because, as Raphael posits, telomeres are the new cholesterol, by which he means they are A, something measurable and understood to have explanatory powers, and B, something Big Pharma can aim at in the hope of finding the equivalent of a statin to make them more robust— Everyone's telomeres shortened over time, and a lot of mine were fine enough, but the ones found in a type of cell called granulocytes were really short, bottom 10% for my age. Not good, should some serious disease come calling. I was, chronologically, about to turn 65 as the day's mail. Medicare enrollment forms, Social Security statements, brochures for cemetery plots regularly reminded me But Raphael has staked his practice and his reputation on the belief that an individual's muscles, organs, and bodily systems tend to age physiologically at different rates. You might have been born in 1958, and your cardiovascular system might be that of a 60-year-old, but your lungs could be more like those of a 50-year-old, and your immune system that of someone in their early 70s. Raphael is a practitioner of age management medicine, and he assesses several dozen biomarkers, things like telomeres and arterial stiffness, in order to assess patients and assign them a different so-called immuno-age, cardio-age, telomer-age, neuro-age, kuto-age, and pulmo-age. In truth, medicine has not yet reached a consensus on how aging comes about, much less pulmo-aging. Growing old is one of the most complex biological processes, The mystery of how it works has, if anything, only grown more elusive as our sense of the physical self extends to include our genes, our microbiomes, our stresses. Moreover, Raphael's embrace of biomarkers for aging is not universally accepted. The National Institute on Aging concluded, after ten years of trying to establish a set of such biomarkers, that none of them could be scientifically validated. Nonetheless, there are thousands of age management practitioners worldwide. Raphael's own practice licenses its physio-age technology and protocols to scores of physicians. He and other age management physicians are experimenters, and their patients who tend to be affluent, as out-of-pocket costs can run to more than $5,000 a year, are willing to experiment along with them. Raphael doesn't promise that his patients will live longer, necessarily, That's a big ask, but he suggests they could live out their last years better, spending less time immobile, pained, and befogged. I wanted this for sure, but I was also seeking something else, to better understand my aging identity, not only in terms of my mind's involutions and attachments, but no less crucially through the corporeal expressions of my organs, muscles, systems, and cells, This side of age management medicine draws on the tools of molecular diagnostics, imaging, and data analytics. What has been my embodied life arc? Who am I deep inside, and why? The length of certain telomeres, Raphael explained, not only tends to correlate with the healthiness of various organ systems, it gives a history of all the assaults a person has been subject to over the course of her lifetime— "'Hearing this, my mind drifted to the blockage from my stomach to my intestines "'that nearly killed me as a six-week-old, "'as my mother regularly reminded me until her death two years ago, "'and then moved on to scarlet fever, "'which, when I contracted it as a seven-year-old, "'kept me quarantined for nearly two months, "'and thus, in its way, determined what I would devote my life to—reading. "'Such are my memories. "'Were those short telomeres molecular memories?' It turns out that biological self-knowledge is not easy even with a trail of biomarkers. Telomere shortening is often a result of chronic or acute inflammation. Research suggests, but my inflammation was lower than average, according to another test Raphael had analyzed. Stress? Not a problem, at least now in semi-retirement. My cortisol level, another lab test, was optimal. "'Still, when my data was analyzed in Raphael's system, "'I had the immuno-age of a 71-year-old. "'I'm going to say it's genetic,' Raphael told me. "'Despite the efforts I made to eat right and exercise, "'my disease-fending self was old before its time.' "'Raphael, 58, was trained as an internist. "'He was practicing in New Hampshire in the 1990s "'when his parents began showing signs of Alzheimer's, "'and he was struck by how little he could do for them.' Could there be preventive care with regard to aging? Since then, Raphael has become one of the more outspoken proponents of evaluating biomarkers for physiological age. He was spurred, he said, by a remark from Robert Butler, the founding director of the National Institute on Aging, and, until his death in 2010, arguably the country's most prominent aging expert. Butler pointed out to Raphael that conventional medicine had established multiple ways of measuring vital signs— like blood pressure and setting them against baselines of a broader public. What Butler wanted to know was Raphael using to determine a valid baseline. How did he know his therapies were working? I went searching for the biomarkers of aging, Raphael says. Biomarkers themselves are nothing new in medicine. When a series of tests over time reveals a rapidly rising presence of prostate-specific antigen in a man's blood, it's a valid indicator that he may be developing prostate cancer— But aging is far less specific than prostate cancer, and the search for its biomarkers is in its infancy, with no generally agreed-upon number of biomarkers or standards for measurement among the practitioners of age management medicine. Raphael's system is proprietary, and thus can't be scrutinized, but he will say that he draws on large databases of patients who have taken his baseline exam— along with larger databases provided by the companies that do the blood testing and whose machines he uses for scanning. He also monitors the change over time in biomarkers he assesses. If my telomeres were to be no shorter ten years from now, for instance, then they'd no longer be much of a concern. My exam at Rafael's office began with a pretty typical form on which I filled in my medical history and recorded my diet and exercise habits next i sat one morning for an hour at home taking a series of neurological tests on my laptop the cns vital signs tests which evaluate the main areas of cognitive function by taxing them relentlessly for 20 minutes the stroop test which measures reaction time and the symbol digit coding test to test the aging of the frontal lobes of the brain a week or so later i showed up at the offices on central park south in new york small but elegant with walls of pale bamboo and a certain hush. I was the only patient there. Raphael was off at a conference. I was led to a small room where I was seated in a recliner and a technician drew eight full vials and a half dozen half vials of blood. It took a while. Then, after measuring my height and weight and taking my blood pressure, the technician walked me from one machine to the next, scanning, among other things, my carotid and other arteries, with an ultrasound imaging gadget, and obtaining a snapshot of my body fat and muscle distribution with an in-body body -body composition analysis device. It was painless and done in twenty minutes. It was, too, all but completely lacking in those small but psychically significant reassurances we expect from a physical examination. If this is the physical of the future, we're going to have to accustom ourselves to the indifferent grays of worrying, chirping machines... Raphael shook my hand when we met, a month after the office visit. Then he settled behind his desk and powered up a touchscreen computer. No lab coat, no stethoscope dangling from his neck. He wore a trim suit with a lavender tie and looked a good deal younger than 58. There was good news as he walked me through his analysis. I'd entered my 60s training to become a serious senior tennis player, so it didn't surprise me that my resting heart rate was athletic My arteries were clear of plaque, and my resulting cardio age was 43. My neuro age, processing speed, was younger than my chronological age, too. But the short telomeres in my granulocytes cast a shadow, and then my pulmo age turned out to be 81. Really? I ran around a tennis court and regularly did interval sprints. Spirometry, which measures how much and how quickly you exhale, told a different story, however... Raphael didn't seem too worried. I had a small ribcage, which meant smaller lungs, he said. Keep up the interval training. My overall physio age, as he computed it, was 61. You're in good shape, he said, but there was room for improvement. I needed to keep up the exercise and healthy diet. I should take vitamin D3, he advised, to bolster my immune system. I might also consider human growth hormone therapy, hormone optimization, as Raphael put it, plays an important role in his practice. Raphael himself has for 20 years been taking HGH, testosterone, thyroid hormone, and DHEA. There have been warnings about side effects of hormone therapies, from muscle and joint pain to the exacerbation of cardiac problems, but research to gauge the long-term benefits or risks of such therapies has been inconclusive so far. So, being 61 physio-age-wise... "'Was it any different than being 65?' "'It wasn't. "'I did start to worry about the telomeres and my immune system. "'I've been surprised at how many of my friends "'seem to know about telomeres and seem concerned "'when I mention my shortened ones. "'Telomeres, in that sense, are the new cholesterol. "'I worry, too, that all this testing "'could be seen as a supreme act of vanity. "'A guy in good shape for his age "'dropping thousands of dollars on tests out of curiosity?' while much of his cohort nationwide struggles with hypertension and diseases like diabetes. But who we are physically is a significant measure of our identity, and I suspect that science will reveal this more exactingly and profoundly in the years to come. Cicero thought that the body's decline over time was a blessing in its way, leaving more time for learning and reflection by those truer aspects of ourselves, the mind and soul. That view is being challenged— The health of the mind—science doesn't speak to the soul—may well depend to no small extent on genes and molecules in your gut that Cicero could not have imagined the existence of. As those molecules become more measurable, and as the meaning behind their signals becomes clearer, it's worth considering just how much self-knowledge we want. Do you want to know about your own shortened telomeres?" Or worse, about some gene mutation, say, that suggests you have a better-than-even chance of developing an untreatable disease? If you're like me, you want to know everything. To comprehend is to live. The smalling down on the path to death is a diminishment that's never been easy to navigate. It could be made less physically challenging by the kind of diagnostics and treatment Raphael and others like him are working toward... But knowing yourself, never uncomplicated, is likely to get no less fraught, just deeper. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.